Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Curveball. I am your host, Curveball, and today I am joined by a very special guest. He is a former professional wrestler, as well as a station manager and a DJ. His name is Lightning Blind Mike. He is straight out of Colorado, but now in Orlando, Florida. Lightning Blind Mike, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Why don't you start off by giving the audience a little bit of background about yourself? <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Uh, I lost my vision about, well, not really lost it. I started losing my vision about seven years old and it started uh, gr- uh, gradually getting worse uh, after year after year. About 2011, I lost my sight completely, just have some uh, light perception left. And as for anything else about me, I'm not quite sure what else you want because I got a lot of information. Well, we're about to get that information. Tell us, <laughs> first of all, how you became in, into being a professional wrestler and how you did not let your vision loss stop you from doing that. And you done it till you couldn't do it anymore. That is correct. I uh, was hanging out with one of my friends one day. I call him Big Jim because he was six foot six, 250 some pounds. And he uh, told me about a, a guy named Dennis Condry, which is lover boy Dennis that uh, for wrestlers to uh, follow. Uh, he was the, the original, he was one half of the original midnight express in the NWA. And he moved to Colorado for a while there. And he put an ad in the paper to do some training. And Jim and I both contacted him about it, but Jim didn't follow through with his, which, you know, I don't understand why. I think it was more of a money issue there uh, than anything. But uh, I contacted Dennis and I went through his school. And when I uh, graduated from his school, he started running some of his own shows for a little bit there, which was very nice for me for the fact that it made it was a little bit comfortable for me to enter the ring, you know, go into the ring and do what I need to do and come back out. So having him run his own little promotion at the time was uh, perfect for me. It, it was very comfortable for me to uh, really get started in the business after, after the uh, schooling. And as for me losing my sight, as in it not stopping me, I was considered legally blind time. I graduated from high school at the age of 18. And the time I started wrestling or training for professional wrestling back in Oh, wow. I was about 23 years old at the time. And I had about 2200 vision and I was also nearsighted as well. So I couldn't see really far away either. And the best way for me to get through training was I could still see everything that was going on. I can still move around and, and see what's happening. But as for learning the moves in the ring during training, I actually had to let the other person put the move on me first so I could follow the, uh, the movement. If he asked me to do it first, after he just tried showing it to everybody in the middle of the ring, that was difficult for me. Cause it was, like I said, it was hard for me to see little detail things, but that's why I always had the other person put the move on me first so that I could learn it and then move on from there. So that's how I got through 
training was basically more of like, sort of like follow the leader type thing. Then I, be, then I became my own after that. And a friend of mine, John, which is a professional magician now out of Vegas, he uh, always called me blind Mike growing up and it just stuck. And then I asked him one day, I said, well, what do you think for a wrestling name for me? And he said, he goes blind Mike. And so I went as blind Mike. And then later down the line, I went as lightning blind Mike because people couldn't believe how fast I can move in the ring, even with my vision loss. So you talk about Dennis Condry. Have you met sweet Stan Lane or, or uh, no, he was one of the midnight express. <laughs> I did not meet him. Uh, I wish I would have uh, the people that I have met down the line is uh, Dick, the bruiser before he passed away, Dick Murdoch. I met him as well. And I've met honky tonk man, which is Wayne Ferris. Uh, one man gang, Superfly Jimmy Snuka, the uh, Samoans, uh, Sam and Afa. I believe I said his name right. I hope I did. And there was actually quite a few uh, wrestlers I met down the line, a lot of independent wrestlers as well. Out through my entire career, I've probably met over maybe 300 wrestlers. Well, that's a good thing now. What's the biggest match you've ever been in? That's difficult to say just for the fact that a little uh, FYI, I was when I first started going through wrestling, of course, I was uh, a what you call a jobber in the business. I was uh, I had to lose, you know, all my matches and all that to put the big guys over at the time. So you have to build up your reputation as much as possible, sort of like a heartbeat. You heart start off slow and you build it up to a faster pace. And when I started getting to get bigger matches. I became a little bit more shy or I wouldn't say afraid, but I backed down a little bit. I had a chance to wrestle Wayne Ferris, which was honky tonk man. And I sort of uh, backed out of that and, and set him up to wrestle somebody else. I mean, I was the promoter at the time for the show, but everyone said, Oh, you should wrestle Wayne. I was so scared to wrestle him at the time because he's a professional. I mean, I was a professional as well, but because of my vision loss, I sort of backed out a little bit on that one. So times that I uh, really thought more of the other wrestler than myself, because some wrestlers would have put themselves over tremendously and said, oh, well, I got to wrestle this guy. And, and no matter how bad the match was or how good it was, those independent wrestlers uh, always you know, thought of themselves than the other person. So I thought of Wayne. I thought of his career. I thought of who he is. And that's when I uh, decided to let somebody else wrestle him because uh, I did not want to embarrass him. Uh, now, as for the uh, most important match or the biggest match I ever had. Hmm. I mean, there was quite a few that I was in, but the one most significant match that I can remember, I, and I guess you could call it my biggest match ever was I did an extreme wrestling match. And what I mean by extreme, uh, we had tables, we had chairs, we had barbed wire, we had thumbtacks. Uh, stapler gun. So I did a, I did a hardcore match basically. And I remember one part of that hardcore match to be quite honest, that I thought was funny because my opponent shock therapy was, uh, I was outside the ring and he grabbed the staple gun. He started stapling me in the back. And one of the fans said, Oh, there's no staples in that gun. It's all fake and all that. And one of the other fans were holding out a dollar bill and Todd grabbed it, put it on my back and stapled it to my back. And it was like, Oh, look, there are staples in that gun and everything else. And then I, um, uh, took a DDT head first into a, a pile of thumbtacks in the middle of the ring. And people were just uh, going nuts because uh, 
the stuff that I was taking. And on the independent circuit, though, you don't get paid a lot for the stuff that you do. You have to uh, work your butt off to try to get to that bigger status without you know being stupid about the matches that you do. But I would have to say that was the uh, probably the biggest match or uh, the most frightening match, I guess you could say at the same time, because, you know, having barbed wire land on you and everything else and being body slammed into it wasn't fun. But while it was fun, I have to admit I had fun doing it, but it was uh, I would have to say that was probably my biggest match. Yeah, who wouldn't have fun having a dollar bill <laughs> stick to their back? <laughs> uh, it was it was it was the uh, uh, the shock of the fans. They you know they were like, oh, they couldn't believe it. So we went out there. We said, oh, we're not going to pull any punches. Just do it, and we did it, and it turned out to be great. So let's talk about your promoter. You were you were a wrestling promoter, and I understand you can't wrestle anymore. But why not? Why did you decide not to continue promoting? Because you could still promote. Well, when I went through training, as I mentioned, and I started wrestling, it was hard for me to get people to hire me to wrestle for their promotions because of my vision. And what helped me out a little bit there was because I was trained by Dennis. That gave me a little bit of recognition where I did get some wrestling matches here and there. But I told myself, I said, you know, I want to wrestle. So I started up my own promotion, which is Rocky Mountain Championship Wrestling. Uh, RMCW out in Colorado. And I started that in 97 and I retired the business in 2011. So that was the main reason why I became a promoter was because I wanted to wrestle. And when I did that, I ended up getting more matches outside the uh, Colorado area for other promotions when they saw me on videotape wrestling and so on. As for continue on doing promoting, even though I couldn't wrestle more because of my vision, that was a personal reason because a, you know, when you're a promoter, you need to make money to survive. You need to make money to live. And when you have people that work for you and it's hard to watch everything that they do, uh, basically what I'm saying is the business is a 70, 30, uh, split when it comes to a cash business. And when it's a cash business, you have to trust everybody that works for you. And when you can't see everything that's going on as in money changing hands and things like that, then it's uh, really difficult for you to survive and still be uh, alive in the business because it's uh, when they, when you get stolen from and the, and everybody takes that money from you, it became too difficult for me to keep running shows because I had to keep trying to come up with money to run shows and, and I just couldn't do it anymore. I, as much as I love the business, I just wish I could trust the people that I worked with as well, because I would still be doing shows today if I could. Absolutely. So let's talk about Blind Cafe Radio and Blind. Well, let's talk about Blind Cafe first, because you are a big part of Blind Cafe. How did you guys decide to start <laughs> Blind Cafe? Well, I didn't start Blind Cafe. I actually came along. I think it was only in existence, probably maybe about a year or so when it came when I came along. And it's funny because when I moved back out to Florida, because I was born in Florida, but raised out in Colorado because of military family, I was uh, uh, came back out to Florida. I knew another blind girl that I used to talk to all the time. And she said that, oh, I know of a place, uh, a really cool place. It's called Blind Cafe. And let me uh, get you hooked up with Julie. She's the owner and everything. And when I signed up and became a part of Blind Cafe, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into because 
when I first signed up, I'm like, oh, great. This is cool. And, you know, everything's great. Everything else. Next thing I know, Julie says, oh, well, have you ever done this or have you ever done that? And next thing you know, I am on the board and I'm doing all sorts of things. It's been, it's definitely been an experience. I mean, I've never been uh, on a chat site where I had to run it or at least to help run it. And it's, it's been an experience definitely with the other members and myself and, and interaction. So it, it was a complete difference there. Uh, so that's basically how I got started with Blind Cafe was just uh, meeting Julie back in about 2014. Well, for those who don't know what Blind Cafe Radio or Blind Cafe is, explain to them what Blind Cafe is. Well, Blind Cafe is a chat site for blind people, but it's not really just for blind people. If you're sighted, you can join as well. The address is blindcafe.net and you can find us out on our website very easily. You can learn all about us that we, we are on Team Talk. Also, there is a link on our website that you can download the client. There's an application to fill out because we do the application because we do not allow kids on our website just because, you know, some of the language that some of the adults use and all that, even though we try to minimize that as much as possible too. But blindcafe.net is just a chat site for blind people to congregate uh, all over the world. And like I said, it's also for sighted people if they like to join too. And they definitely have something for everyone. They got all kind of games from poker to exercise. So you guys check it out, blindcafe.net. So let's talk about Blind Cafe Radio. Now, you might not have started Blind Cafe, but you are a huge part of Blind Cafe Radio. So <laughs> tell us how that got started and how you became the station manager and what Blind Cafe Radio is up to. All right. Uh, basically, let's let's go back to Blind Cafe for a second there because... Blind Cafe always wants something bigger and newer. You know, we want to try something each year. We want to present something to the members as much as possible. And one year I uh, started uh, talking about, well, what if we did, what if we did uh, where we had someone DJ on team talk every once in a while, where people can go in and listen to the DJ, play the music and so on. And from there, I uh, got a hold of a, another friend of mine. And he introduced me to some of these uh, encoders and I'm, I can't, it's not uh, station playlist encoders. It's the other ones. And I can't think of the name of it for some reason, but he introduced, it was out. yeah, it was went out, but the encoder was a, uh, I can't remember the encoder, uh, but it, it's an encoder that was built into the WAN app that they had made. And we were using that where people can actually, and we had to set up ice cast and so on. So when people when we had people DJing on the radio or on Winamp, it was more of a uh, a personal thing where we had members listen while we're on Team Talk still and so on. And then Julie one day said, "Well, why can't we take this bigger?" And I said, "Hold on." I said, "I've been looking at some other things here, and I did find an accessible broadcasting software, which is called Station Playlist Studio." I said, "Let me check into it a little bit more." And I'll get back to you on it. And then I started talking to my friend Hayden and him, I, him and I started checking into it and learning all sorts of cool features and, and who was all involved with it, as in uh, uh, Jonathan Mosen and Brian Hardinson was involved with it because he actually wrote the scripts for it to become accessible for blind people. 
And when I presented this to Julie, she said, well, how fast can you get this set up? And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. I need to learn how to do other things first. And, but she pushed it hard for me to get it done quickly. And uh, we got it done. It, it was definitely trial and error, but when we got it done, that's, uh, and we went through all the different names and everything else. And Julie said, I want it to be just like Blind Cafe. I want to use the Blind Cafe name. And we tried to talk her out of it because we're like, well, don't you want to do something different just in case of, so we don't have to use the blind thing. She says, no, I want it to be just like Blind Cafe. So we came up with Blind Cafe Radio. And when she did, when we did that, she's like, all right, I like it. And then there was a few people that still tried talking her out of it, but she was stubborn. She wanted her Blind Cafe Radio. So that's what we did. We got Blind Cafe Radio going. We got hooked up with some people that really helped us uh, get some jingles and professional things made. And we spent hours uh, tagging and, and getting everything correct for the radio. Because when you run the metadata, you have to have everything tagged properly as an artist-title, and that's it. The only time that you can get away with anything extra on top of that is maybe sometimes a little subtitle that's in parentheses. Or if it says artist-title in parentheses, mix. So if it's a mix, you can leave that there and make that happen. Well, I didn't know all the rules at the time as in what we can and can't do. And I just started doing everything artist and title, artist and title. And then someone, then, uh, someone says, well, what about the mixes and all? I said, they said, you could leave that on there. And I'm like, oh, no. So I went back through it and <laughs> added all the... Uh, little things that I needed to add for the mix. So people knew that it was a mix when they read the metadata, but bottom line is we uh, started blind cafe radio back in 20 January of 2019. I think it was, and we've been running strong ever since we've uh, done a few changes here and there. We've added some new jingles. We changed the format of the radio station. Um, basically how I became manager of the radio station because it was my idea and we had nobody else at the time that could do it. Julie just said, all right, you're the station manager, you do it. So basically the job was thrown to me as in uh, getting it done. So that's basically how I became station manager. I just helped get it started and she just elected me as in station manager. But if there's somebody else that wants to come along, it knows more, they're more than happy. No, no, but I do. I have a lot of fun doing it. And I think that uh, I never, I think that I, didn't think I would actually have as much fun as I am doing. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm very jealous of you though, Curtis, I wanted to do the same thing you did at the same time when you went through uh, broadcasting school because of certain circumstances, I was unable to do it at that time. Now that I'm able to, the school decided they weren't doing it anymore. So thumbs up to you. That's for sure. Because uh, that's something I want to do, but uh, I really do enjoy DJing and I really do uh, trying to make the station uh, is, uh, you know, the best that it can be. And, and that's what I look forward to. I uh, wake up every day and I try to come up with new ideas for the radio station to uh, make it happen. Well, tell us about the format of Blind Cafe Radio and tell us about some of the shows that people can expect if they listen and tell them how to listen. All right. Well, we'll start off with how you can listen. Uh, there's all sorts of different platforms you can listen to. Of course, there's the Echo. You just tell her to enable Blind Cafe Radio. And Blind Cafe, she will enable it. And then anytime you want to listen to it after that, you just tell her to play it the, and the station name, and she will play it. We have signed up to another radio 
directory, which is called getme.radio. So it's just get me radio. And they allow us to listen, have anybody listen on any other platform as an Apple, Google. Um, I'm trying to think of all the other platforms, Roku and, and all of them. So again, that's get me radio and you can check out a little bit about us, a profile. We get a profile page and everything on there. It also gives us our listener stats and so on and how many people, people actually go through Get Me Radio. And I'm very happy with the uh, listener stats through Get Me Radio because right now, blindcaferadio.com has received uh, almost 100 hits just off of uh, Get Me Radio. So it's really nice to see that. And we've already had over 50 some listeners listen through Get Me Radio to listen to our radio station. Now, as for our radio station, our format, we just changed it. And the format that we just changed it to was uh, first thing in the morning at 5 a.m. It's Wake Up With Maria. She plays 60s for three hours. And then at eight o'clock, Julie and myself, which is uh, Talking Points with Julie and Michael at eight to 9 a.m. every morning, it's a talk show. There's uh, the Gossip Corner, our POW News, our opening of our show, basically where we talk about world news and so on. And and birthdays and what's happening on blindcafe.net. And then we have our national whatever, which is basically whatever holidays are that day. We let the fans or listeners know, knows how I still said fans because of the wrestling. We let the listeners know uh, what, you know, what holidays, national holidays are. Then we try to fit a song to go with those national holiday holidays. So it's pretty cool with some of the songs that we come up with, but that's uh, talking points from eight to nine uh, Mondays. Julie does a national, a uh, country countdown, Nashville now. It's a 30 countdown. And she does that on Mondays from 9 to 11. And it's really cool. She's really put together a great format for her show. Then at 11 to 1 is 80s. Everybody loves the 80s. And that's called just a taste of the 80s. Basically, I don't want to go through everything on each schedule. But we basically started off with uh, Mondays with that format. And then Tuesdays, we went with 60s, Motown, 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond where we do some rock and we do some country out through the evening. Uh, So the format basically starts off a little bit softer in the mornings and it picks up in the afternoon a little bit. And then we have our DJs at night that uh, we have where we have blues, we have R&B, we have uh, Friday nights, we have our dance party mix and so on. So just check it out at blindcaferadio.com. All of our information is up there. Our schedule is up there as well. You know, all of our DJs are here definitely to entertain you when we have a DJ on air. Absolutely. Blind Cafe Radio is a variety station. You got any upcoming projects that you're working on either with blindcafe.net or Blind Cafe Radio or anything else? Tell us about that Naked DJs podcast. <laughs> How did I know you were going to bring that up? Uh, basically, we came up with the Naked DJs idea. I should actually say Julie's husband came up with the name. We weren't sure as in, you know, what name we wanted to use. We were so lost. We uh, couldn't think of it. And then Rick one day came up with the Naked DJs. Then we said, oh, we like it. And then uh, Julie came up with the uh, slogan of it, the slogan, which is basically uh I'll let you, I'll let you say it, Curtis, because you can actually say it better than I can. Yeah. Our little slogan. We expose ourselves to the best of music every day, just so we can stick it out there for you to listen to. And basically the naked DJ's name came up because we are Rick 
said, hey, people will click on that. They'll actually think you're naked, you know, so <laughs> naked DJs. Exactly. That's exactly what he said. And to be quite honest, uh, we weren't sure how the podcasts were going to go. Yeah, we've had some really good ones. We had some that were okay. You know, we it wasn't as good as we were hoping. But to be quite honest, the the listeners that listen to the podcast really tell us what they think of those podcasts, because we have some that are over 400 hits now, some that are still in the, in the, in the double digits and some that are in the triple digits, but we're very happy. We're really happy with the, uh, the clicks that we got from it. And so hopefully you guys click in it. We're on YouTube each week. Uh, it's blind cafe radio. Just type it into the search box. You'll see our, uh, all of our, uh, naked DJ podcast. Make sure you guys sign up and uh, follow us as well. You know, the make sure you guys become a uh, subscriber and that would be awesome. But as for the naked DJs, Curtis, don't let him fool you. He's a big part of it as well. So yeah, the naked DJs podcast is on your favorite podcast platform as well. You got any final thoughts before we close it out? It, other than uh, it's always busy there's there's no dull moment when it comes to being on blank cafe or blank cafe radio it's always fun uh as we always say it's always fun there is always fun for someone on blank cafe or blank cafe radio so all i can say is uh, come to blankcafe.net check us out let us know what you guys think of us and uh, i say that on the radio all the time too when i am doing requests and dedications or i'm advertising our media I would say, you know, go to Facebook forward slash Blank Cafe Radio. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Hey, leave us a comment. You could even leave a comment for your favorite DJ as in, you know, DJ Lightning Blind Mike and say, hey, how's it going? Or, you know, um, but we like to have fun with it. That's basically the main thing is uh, Blind Cafe Radio. We we're very serious about what we do, but we like to have fun while we're doing it. Blindcafe.net is a place for everyone to get away and just get away from the real world for the most part. And that's basically it, except for, uh, it's just, it's just a blast doing what I'm doing. If you guys ever get a chance to run a radio station or manage one, or even become a DJ. Oh, speaking of becoming a DJ, if you'd like to become a DJ on blind cafe radio, all you got to do is just email me at G DJ lightning blind, Mike at radio at, at blind cafe radio.com. And I would be more than happy to talk to you about becoming a DJ for us. Absolutely. You can check Blind Cafe Radio out on Facebook, Blind Cafe Radio, on Twitter at Blind Cafe Radio. You can go to www.blindcaferadio.com to check out Blind Cafe Radio. And you can check out <laughs> Blind, Cafe Blind Cafe at www.blindcafe.net. Lightning Blind Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I hope I uh, gave as much information as possible. And if anybody else wants to know anything more about me, what do they have to do? They just have to get in touch with you. They can do MJ at blindcafe.net or as you said, DJ Lightning Blind Mike at blindcaferadio.com. <laughs> and well, thank you again, Curtis. I do appreciate it. Absolutely. It's been a blast. And listeners, please be sure to follow, rate, review, Share and tell a friend after listening. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.